the second mansion chapter one of the interior castle this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by Anne Boulay. the interior castle or the mansions by saint teresa of avila translated by the reverend john dalton the second mansion chapter one the saint explains the great importance of perseverance in order to be able to arrive at the last mansions etc i will now mention what kind of souls those are who enter the second mansions and what they do therein i wish to say little because elsewhere i have entered into many particulars on the subject and it would be impossible for me to repeat here over again many of the same things since i do not now remember what i said then but could I present those same things before you in a different way, I know well they would not tire or displease you, for we are never tired of the books which treat on that subject, though they are numerous. I say, then, that this second mansion is for those who have already begun to make use of prayer, and who understand how important it is for them not to remain in the first mansions. But they are not determined to refrain from being often in them, because they do not avoid the occasions, and this fault is very dangerous it is however a great mercy that sometimes they endeavor to fly from these serpents and poisonous creatures and that they know it is good to avoid them these have in one way more trouble than those in the first mansions though they are not in such danger because it seems they are already aware of the danger and they have great hopes of entering further in i say they have more trouble because the persons in the first mansions are like dumb men who hear nothing and so they bear the better the misfortune of their not being able to speak, which those could not do who hear but cannot speak. Yet the being deaf is not therefore the more desirable, for it is a great benefit to understand what is spoken to us. Thus these hear the calls our Lord gives them, because, as they approach nearer to his majesty, he is a very good neighbor, and so great are his mercy and his goodness, that although we continue to be addicted to our pastimes, employments, and pleasures, and are exposed to conflicts with the devil, now falling and then rising, for these vermin are so poisonous and such dangerous company, and so restless in their motion, that it would be a wonder not to stumble on them and fall. Still, notwithstanding all this, our Lord prizes our loving him so much, and seeking his company, that he hesitates not, some time or other, to call us to approach nearer to him and so sweet is the voice that the poor soul is dejected because she does not immediately perform what he commands her and this as i have said is a greater trouble than not to hear his call i do not say that these words and calls are like some others which i shall speak of afterwards they come by discourses heard from good people or from sermons or by reading pious books or many other ways by which we have often heard god call us such as by sickness and adversity and also by a certain truth which he teaches us at times of prayer and however remiss these may be observed yet they are greatly esteemed by god do not my sisters make light of this first grace nor be disconsolate though you may not immediately correspond with our lord for his majesty knows how to wait many days and years especially when he sees in us perseverance and good desires this is that which is most necessary here because by perseverance we never fail to gain a great deal but terrible is the attack which the devil makes here in a thousand different ways and with more grief to the soul than in the former mansion there she is dumb and deaf 
or at least she heard but little and resisted less, as if in some manner she gave up all hope of victory. But here the understanding is more vigilant, and the powers are more wise, and the discharge of the artillery makes such a noise that the soul cannot help hearing it. Here the devils represent to us these serpents, that is, the things of this world. They wish to persuade us that the pleasures thereof are almost eternal. They place before us the esteem which men have had for us, our friends and relations, our health which will be ruined by the austerities of penance. For a soul which desires to enter this mansion always begins to desire mortification, and a thousand other such impediments are represented to her. O oh, Jesus, what disorders do the devils raise here? How great are the afflictions of the poor soul, not knowing whether she should advance or return to the first room? On one side, reason represents to her what a cheat and a folly it is to imagine all this to be in any way valuable, in comparison with that to which she aspires. Faith teaches her what is sufficient for her. Memory discovers to her what all these things will end in, and represents to her the death of those who once enjoyed abundance of these transitory things, and how she has seen some persons die very suddenly, and how soon they were forgotten by everyone, and how she has seen some, whom she knew when they were in great prosperity, now trodden underground, and when she has passed by their graves, often she has beheld many filthy worms breeding on their bodies, and so with regard to many other things which memory can represent to her. The will inclines her to love him, in whom she has seen so many proofs of love, some of which she would be glad to repay. It is especially represented to her as this true lover never departs from her, as he always attends her, and gives her life and being. The understanding then comes in, and makes her know that though she should live many years, she could not find a better friend than God, that all the world is full of deceit, and that those pleasures which the devil proposes to her are also full of troubles, cares, and contradictions. It tells her to be confident, that out of this castle she will find neither safety nor peace, that she should not go to other houses, since her own is so well provided with good things, if she will only enjoy them. And who enjoys all he requires, so much as she does in her own mansion, especially as she possesses there a guest, who will make her mistress of all blessings, if she do not wander from home, like the prodigal son, who was obliged to feed on the swine's flesh. But, O oh my Lord and my God, how does our being accustomed to vanity and to the things of the world scatter all these blessings? Faith is so dead that we love much more what we see than what it tells us. We behold indeed nothing but great misery in those who seek after these visible things, and this misery is brought on by those poisonous objects with which we come in contact. For as a person who is bitten by a viper is poisoned, and swells all over his body, so it will be the case here, unless we be very careful. It is clear that great care will be required for our recovery, and God bestowed a high favor upon us if we do not die from the effects. Truly does the soul suffer great afflictions herein, especially if the devil should perceive that she is disposed to go further on. All the powers of hell will then combine together to force her back. O oh, my Lord, how necessary is thy aid herein, without which nothing can be done. In thy mercy permit not this soul to be deceived by leaving off what she has commenced. Give her light to see that herein all her happiness consists to avoid bad company, 
it is very important to converse with those who speak on such subjects and to associate not only with those who are in the same rooms where she is but with those also who she knows have entered further into the rooms nearer the king for this will be exceedingly useful to her and she may converse with them in such a way that they might take her in with them let her always be on her guard lest in this attack she be conquered by yielding because should the devil find her firmly resolved rather to lose her life her rest and all he can offer her than return back to the first rooms he will soon leave off attacking her let her be courageous and not like those who when they went out with gideon to battle bent themselves down on the ground to drink let her remember that she goes out to fight with all the devils and that there are no better arms than those of the cross though i have mentioned this in other places yet i repeat it here again viz that the soul must not think she will find in what she now commences ease and pleasure this would be too mean a kind of beginning for the erection of so noble and so costly a building if we should begin to build it upon such sand it will all fall to the ground and we shall always be having disgusts and temptations for these are not the mansions in which manna is rained down they are further on where the soul relishes everything as she desires because she desires nothing but what is pleasing to god it is very strange indeed that though we are full of a thousand impediments and contradictions and have such weak virtues as can scarcely move being but just born and god grant that they have begun to be born still we are not ashamed to desire delights in prayer and to complain of iridities never allow this to happen to you my sisters embrace the cross which your spouse carried on his shoulders and remember that this should be your motto viz that she who can suffer most for the love of him will be the happiest let everything else be secondary to this if our lord shall grant you this favor give him many thanks for it you may imagine that as regards exterior trials you are quite resolved to endure them provided god may caress you in the interior but his majesty knows best what is sufficient for us he needs no advice as to what he should give us since he may justly say to us you know not what you ask the principal object of one who begins to make use of prayer do not forget this for it is important should be to endeavor and resolve and dispose oneself with all possible diligence to conform his will to that of god be assured as i shall afterwards mention that herein consists all that high perfection which we should attain in our spiritual progress the more perfectly we practice this the more shall we receive from our lord and the further shall we advance in this way think not that there are herein strange languages and unintelligible things unheard of before for in doing god's will consists all our good but if we err in the beginning and desire that god would immediately do our will and lead us according to our fancies what firmness can this edifice have let us endeavor to do all we can and beware of those poisonous animals for often does our lord allow evil thoughts to afflict us and they do indeed afflict us without our being able to drive them away he leaves us in aridities and sometimes he permits these beasts to bite us that so we may afterwards learn how to avoid them and he thus wishes to try whether we are sorry for having offended him be not therefore discouraged if sometimes you fall do not neglect to go forward for from such falls god will draw good just as he who sells treacle drinks poison first 
to prove whether the treacle be good. When we do not perceive our misery in any other thing, but are sensible of the great harm we receive from being distracted and dissipated with regard to exterior things, the mere fact of our enduring this conflict might suffice to make us return to our recollection. Can there be a greater evil than not to live in our own house? What hope can we have to find rest in the houses of other people, if we do not enjoy it in our own? But it seems that those most intimate and sincere friends and kindred, I mean the powers of the soul, with whom we must always live, whether we will or no, make war upon us, as if sensible of the rebellion which our vices have raised against them. Peace, peace be with you, my sisters, as our Lord said, to which he frequently exhorted his apostles. But believe me, that if we neither have it, nor endeavor to find it in our own house, we shall not find it in another person's house. By the blood which Christ shed for us, let this war now cease. This I request of those who have not begun to enter into themselves, and also for those who have begun, viz., that they must not allow this war to force them to go back. Let them consider that a relapse is worse than a fall. They already see their ruin. Let them confide in God's mercy, and not in themselves, and they shall see how God will lead them on from one mansion to another, and place them in a country where these beasts cannot touch them nor attack them, but where they can subdue them all and laugh at them, and enjoy, even in this life, far greater blessings than we could wish. But as I said at the beginning, I have shown you elsewhere how you should act in these troubles which the devil raises here, and how the commencement of recollection is not to consist in strength of arms, but in sweetness. In order that you may persevere more faithfully, I will say no more here, except to declare my conviction that it is very beneficial to confer with persons of experience. You may, perhaps, think that it is a great loss to omit some things which are not necessary to be done. But if you do not entirely leave off prayer, our Lord will direct everything to our profit, though we may find no one to instruct us. There is, however, no remedy for this evil. But to resume it again, otherwise the soul will lose everything by little and little, and God grant she may understand it. Some of you may think that if it be so dangerous to go backwards, it were better never to have entered, but always to remain outside the castle. I have already told you in the beginning, and our Lord himself has said so. He that loves the danger shall perish in it. The gate for entering this castle is prayer, as I have said. To think then we shall enter heaven without praying, and entering into ourselves by the knowledge of ourselves, and the consideration of our own misery, and what we owe to God, and by often imploring his mercy, is foolishness. Our Lord himself has said, No one can come to the Father but by me. And somewhere else he says, He that seeth me seeth the Father also. Now if we never look at him, nor consider how much we owe him, nor the death he suffered for us, I do not understand how we can know him, or perform works in his service. For what value can faith have without these, and what worth can these have, if not united with the merits of Christ? Neither do I know who can excite us to love this Lord. May his majesty be pleased to make us know how dearly we have cost him, and that the servant is not greater than the master, and that we must work in order to enjoy his glory. And for this reason we must pray likewise, that so we may not fall into temptation. End of The Second Mansion, Chapter 1